You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. You better 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we review the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe, which simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We pour this libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we pour this libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We pour this libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We pour this libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning. African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi Hotep family. Hope everything was well for you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hope the weather was accommodating for you to do it. And if it wasn't, then it had to be done. It must get done. And then you got it done. Because that's the kind of brother and sister that you is. 
And that's why we love you. Keep getting it done. That's right. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. But of course, if you want to use a shortcut, you can just whatever search engine you use and uh, put in babaoshi.net B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I dot net and once again there will be programs that are dated and titled. That's right. Oh, oh man, how you doing family? Yes sir. Yes, ma'am. Where is I at? Okay. Yeah. We buy black. We buy black. Oh, let me get to the lineup. Other programming that we have here on Time for Awakening Media. And... Once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And all times are going to give our Eastern Times on Tuesdays. Black Reality Think Tank from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. with Dr. William Rogers. Black Reality Think Tank. On Fridays at 8 p.m., time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And then on Saturdays at 7 p.m. from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday at 7 p.m., once again, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And, of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses. Webuyblack.com. This call may be recorded or transcribed. And it's very important that we go to the website and support businesses that produce products for us as an African people. Because, you know, if we don't do it, who's going to do it? Man, everything, brothers and sisters, let me say this before I continue. Everything, brothers and sisters, that happens to us is a result of our lack of unity, functional unity. And if we had it, everything that we would do would be successful. Point blank. Point blank. Africa for the Africans. Africa for the Africans. Dot org. Brothers and sisters, Brother Bamani Tayemba is in a few months, we'll be taking a group of brothers and sisters to Tanzania, November 17th through the 28th in $3,800 per person to Tanzania. And then the month of, uh, of uh, December, December 24th to January 5th, 2023 to Ghana, $4,000. Then March 30th to April 10th, 2023, $3,800. Senegal and Gambia. Senegal and Gambia. May 24th to June 5th, 2023. $4,000. Ghana. July 20th through the 29th, 2023. 
$3,800. Liberia, November 16th through the 27th, 2023, $3,800 to Tanzania once again. And then December 24th to January 4th, 2024, $4,000. South Africa. Brothers and sisters, go to AfricaForTheAfricans.org and everything you need, all the information, you can buy land, you can invest, you can repatriate, all kinds of good stuff. Everything you need is on the website. All the documentations, all the information for shots and so forth. Everything you need is right there for you. AfricaForTheAfricans.org Habasha. Habasha Incorporated Habashal stands for helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. And the work the brothers and sisters do with Habashal is just phenomenal. Habashal is a pan-African organization that cultivates leadership in youth and families through practical experiences in cultural education, sustainable agriculture, entrepreneurship, holistic health, and technology. Their programs, Habashal Works, Black to Our Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, and the Urban Green Jobs. And of course, the main function, the main project that's going on is the Kashi Project in West Africa. Go online to habashahincorporated.org forward slash Kashi, K-A-S-I, K-A-S-I, and check it out for yourself. Uh, the cost of, of uh, was the, the launch is October 8th through the 17th of this year, and they'll give you the cost of it and so forth, the days that you'll be spending in, in Ghana and just checking it all out. It's going to be beautiful. The Kashi Project. Habashahincorporated.org Ledge. The Ledge Group. Land for the Environmental Development Group of Economics. Ledge. And my good brother Peter Brown. Got to get him back on. Of course, you know the Ledge Group. They deal in the four areas of human existence. Human survival. Human necessity. Which is food. Water clothing, and shelter. The Ledge has 12 projects in six countries with over 170 employed and over 260 members. Brothers and sisters become a member of Ledge. In fact, if you become a member of the Ledge Group, you can buy land for $250 an acre in Tanzania. That's right. You might buy land that looks, that overlooks or you know, the Mount Kilimanjaro, just scenic, or in Serengeti, who knows? But check it out. The Ledge Group, land for the environmental development for group economics. BB to me. K. BB to me. dot com. BB to me.com. Brothers and sisters, the BB to me is dedicated to the complete and total liberation of, of Kemet, of African people, and African land. People throughout the African world from under domination by Eurasians and their anti-African, anti-collaborators. As such, a BB Toomey seeks to reclaim and create systems and tools designed by African people for the benefit of African people in the interest and complete and total liberation, self-determination and self-preservation and survival to each and every area of human existence, our sovereignty. Abibia Tumi is about continuing the work of our ancestors by restoring Ma'at. Abibia Tumi is about African liberation, African self-determination, African sovereignty. African liberation is about the freedom to learn and be who we are, our ancestors, and their freedom from being who we are not 
inculcated by our oppressors. The Kim Anu, we have committed to the survival, advancement, maximization, fullest manifestations of Kim Anu and potentially of the Kemetic world. We are committed to creating and maintaining the space that will permit us to develop the necessary skills, motivation, and drive to create necessary focus, individual and collective, to reconstruct the Kemetic personality and the African world toward the Kemetic survival trust. Brothers and sisters, Abibi Atumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I dot com. Smile Pharmacy, brothers and sisters, give Brother Jabril a call at 731-327-6229. That's 731-327-6229. Smile Pharmacy. If you want to drop an email, drop an email at Smile Pharmacy, S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. That's S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. Smile Pharmacy. Brothers and sisters, once again, we promote Brother Moses West and the Moses West Foundation. Brothers and sisters, go to the MosesWestFoundation.org and make your donation. Um, Once again, I didn't get a chance to talk to Mama Nabantu, but I want to talk to her and the um, Pan-African Federalist Movement. Love to earmark donations to the MosesWestFoundation.org for Africa. Earmark, for instance, whatever place that is deep and whatever country that can come up with $100,000, just bring it on. The brother has a water machine. It's working. He's been, it's been working for almost a decade. So it's not something new. It is something that has been done and true. Tested. He has patented. He's sincere. He was on the program. What was that last week? Wednesday, was it? Yeah. So, in fact, uh, didn't expect that to happen, but that's, you know, that's the ancestors. That's the gods. That's the ancestors. So, MosesWestFoundation.org. MosesWestFoundation.org. Yeah. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located here in the West End in Atlanta across the street from Soul Vegetarian Restaurant down the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna which is open and of course the Shrine is going to have Marcus Garvey Day on the 20th Saturday the 20th and um, so Marcus Garvey Day is going to be at the Shrine of the Black Madonna right there uh, the address is dun, 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 946 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard in Atlanta. And um, uh, that's on a Saturday, which, of course, the shrine is open on Saturday from 1 to 7. You can buy. I mean, the shrine's got it all. They got furniture. They got clothing. They got jewelry. They got books. They got shoes. Man. Okay. So Marcus Garvey Day at the Shrine of the Black Madonna. And that's going to be. August 20th here in the month of August which is Black August and of course Wadada is located across the street up the street from the shrine at 878 Ralph David Abernathy and they have delicious smoothies and fruit drinks and pastries and they serve vegan food on Saturday and Sunday about $10-$15 a plate 
and um, all kinds of good stuff, man. All kinds of holistic, um, um, whatever. <laughs> Can't think right now, but listen, check out Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar. <laughs> Mother, Mama Nia, the at the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Check out Mama Nia. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, CDs, and uh, she don't know CDs. She got gift certificates and T-shirts and all kinds of good stuff. Give her a call at 404-346-3263 because if you're looking for a book, she may have it already, but if she doesn't, she'll get it for you. So that's 404-346-3263. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Other bookstore we support is the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar located in Lithonia. That is east of Atlanta off of I-20. Going east towards Augusta and uh, not far out of, outside of Atlanta in Lithonia. And it's the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar serving delicious Cameroon Boyo. Give my good friend, Brother Gazimdi Ajamu, a call at 770-305-6373. That's 770-305-6373. Also, east of where uh, Brother Gazimdi Ajamu is, is the new Black Wall Street Market. That's right. The next exit up, which is exit 75, Turner Hill Road, make a right off of I-20, make a right, three lights, make another right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. Brothers and sisters, check them out. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa every Thursday night, the Thursday night broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU the name of the program is called Dare to Win it is at 9pm from 9pm to 10pm 9pm to 10pm the Us Lifting Us Thursday night broadcast also you can call to listen or call to give questions comments or concerns at 929-477-2789 that's 929-477-2789 Us Lifting Us Brother Brother Bija Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia, to 2910 Napier Avenue, Macon, Georgia. He's not open on Mondays. He's open from Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Give Brother Abijah a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and gift shop and all a whole lot more. And that brother's got a store that you furniture, clothing, a, ve- a vegan restaurant. I'm telling you, man, he's got it all. <laughs> yes, sir. Akaban. Akaban Institute. Brothers and sisters, they're, 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 they're uh, it's the second week of the new school year. And uh, Akaban Institute is a full-time African-centered homeschool program beginning its 24th year of existence. And it consists of math, language arts, science, social studies, including African and American African history and the game of chess. Courses are taught by instructors who have experienced educating elementary through college level students. But the program is from fourth grade to 12th grade, fourth grade to 12th grade, and this school year, the 2022-23 school year, and it's done through Zoom. It's done through Zoom. So 
if you are in a different state, different country, you can access Ackerman Institute's homeschool program. Give Baba Baruti or Mama Ya a call at 404-753-7237. That's 404-753-7237. Or just drop them an email at Yabaruti at Yahoo or Mawalimu Baruti at Yahoo. It's my good friends, my brothers and sisters. And um, they had their um, quarterly this past weekend. Went well. The next uh, upcoming is Saturday, September 10th, the sixth annual African Warrior Men's Day celebration in honor of the warriors. Lectured by Baba Baruti, followed by Sister's dedication and questions and answers. And that's going to be Saturday, September 10th. Live and online, that's $10 donation, five. Live, and it's going to be held at the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia. That's right, the black dot, Brother Gazembe Ajamu. And of course, as I said the other day, uh, I'm going to be there September 10th. So maybe I have opportunity to be honored. It truly is an honor to pour libation. Kibuka, remembering the middle passage through the eyes of our ancestors. Kibuka, November 19th, from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. November 19th, at the sweet spot. 675 Metropolitan Parkway in Atlanta. Families are $20 a family. Depending on how big the family is. Couples, $15 a couple. $10 for adults and $5 for children. Kipuka, remembering the middle patches through the eyes of our ancestors. Ah, yep. Let's get going. We got lots to talk about today. You know, I'm going to talk about this thing that I saw last night. I was looking for um, a program in in London of fifth graders. And they got these people coming in and see if they can unlearn racism. (laughs) No, you can't unlearn racism. You know, first you got to give the young people a history, and I know that's difficult because that's the problem that uh, Caucasian educators experience. They they can't tell this history without it being ugly and painful because it is. Their history sucks, particularly as it relates to us. So you know that's why they don't want you teaching critical race theory. We don't want to hurt the feelings as con as conda sleaza. Rice. We don't want to hurt little white folks' feelings. Shit. Yeah, no problem hurting our feelings, did they? Not at all. Not at all. Now I think I'll do it after. Um, it's Rashawn Rowan Kirk's birthday uh, yesterday, and uh, so he will be a featured. We're going to play a piece by Rashawn Rowan Kirk, and, and then um, Roger Mosley passed. So you want to do something in that way and so in fact the uh, Roger Mosley piece um, it was interesting because I was looking for it and uh, 
Oh, let me throw this one out there before I go to the end and say something right quick. I've seen this a few times, and I'm I'm down with this. I'm down with this. Now, you know, here in Atlanta, I don't know about where you are, but here in Atlanta, man, they, this is hot wing city, Jack. <laughs> in fact, that was that joke about uh, <laughs> Lou Williams. Lou Williams, who was trained by Brother Bo Bell. He went to, you know, he's, he went as a little boy, Bo, Bo Bell, and of course, Lou Williams became, um, I mean, sixth man of the year. I don't know if he was still with the Hawks or not. I don't think so. But anyway, um, <laughs> they started calling him Lemon Pepper Lou because he was hanging out at the uh, at the strip club when he back in the time everybody was in the bubble. He was at the strip club at Magic City eating lemon pepper wings. Supposedly he had some good lemon pepper wings. But this piece about wings, you know, a chicken wing is the drumette and the flat and the tail. You know, that's a real chicken wing. Now, I don't mean mess with the tails. I break them off no way. But I mean, I, I deal with the with the flats. Flats are not mine. In fact, that's what my friend, she's getting married soon. And, and we used to go out and get wings. And she likes flats. I like drumettes. So it, was, it worked well. <laughs> Said, you know, so here's the piece I saw. It says, stop cutting one chicken wing in half and selling it, you know, has two wings. So when you say, I want 10 wings, and, and they give me five flats and 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 five drumettes. That's ten. No, that's not. That's not. That's five each. That's five wings. Ten wings. Ten wings are ten drumettes and ten fl- attached. You can have them attached. Some places still have wings attached. You know, but I I agree. In fact, the next time I go buy some wings, if they're not, I know Wingstop don't do it. Uh, wings one on one here they don't do it but I'm, I'm, I'm going to make mention because that's what if I say 10 wings I want 10 chicken wings that's a chicken wing is a, is a drumette and a flat rescue me if I'm wrong okay rescue me if I'm wrong <laughs> uh, yeah rescue me if I'm wrong Um, brother Mosley in his passing, did I lose it again? These computers, sometimes, man, I tell you, you know, you find something and you can lose it just like that. Even on Facebook, you you had it, you scroll down, 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 then you go back up to find what you had. It's not there no more. You're like, damn, you know, and that's the deal right here. It's not. It's gone. It was. Um, announcing Roger Mosley's death. And the picture they use is of him in the red, black, and green skull cap from the movie The Mac. He was Max Julian's brother, who was a revolutionary, trying to clean up the community. And the the quote of him talking about cleaning up the community was in that, you know? And, And guess what, brothers and sisters? I lost it again. I had it. And then I did something and I lost it. Then I saw it again, but I started sc- scrolling down some more. And damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, well. 
Well, family. So I'm going to talk about that after the break. Or maybe I should talk about that after I get down to in your say sim. And of course, I appreciate all you brothers and sisters who call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Man, I saw, and also too, I saw some really good, uh, you know, I, um, Baba Baruti sends these on, on on Facebook and I've kept now over 300 quotes of different people and also his quotes. 300. I'm going to go through them one day because I mean, I need to pick out someone that's just so profound. Just like the Inye Sesim. Inye Sesim gives a quote of a famous person in our history of our lives and living and contemporary and then Baba Baruti writes a narrative to it. And so August 8th is stand on your own two black feet and fight like hell for your place in this world. Marcus Garvey, second white, Amy Shock Garvey. Amy Shock Garvey. We are not them. We cannot be them without losing sanity. No one can be African and European because our ways are irreconcilably incompatible. Not even amalgamation can change that. Our way is and has been and always will be purely African. This is what we stand for. This is what we fight for. This is what we live for. This is what we die for. So we cannot ask ourselves the mentocidal questions others put in our minds. We cannot seriously ask ourselves irrelevant questions or believe believe answers that lead to forgetfulness. Our questions must always lead us home. For how can you find your way home by forgetting your way home? Let me repeat. How can you find your way home by forgetting your way home? How can you find your way home by forgetting how you got to where you are now? How can you find your way home without figuring out how you got lost in the first place? Unless you see home as some backward, barbaric, pagan outland or limit to it in the first or stolen ancestors were brought to you must look further than the deception of Caucasian lies to find our truth you must look further than the deception of Caucasian white lies to find our truth affirm I am always and always will be African affirm I am always and always will be African August 8th. Now is the time for us to come together with one another, to organize, to speak out and speak up on behalf of each other. There is no time to waste while we debate, define and discuss the enemy continues his genocidal plan. Mutulu Shakur. Mutulu Shakur say why we have Black August, political prisoner. Matulu Shakur. A secret is a secret. If you have one, no one knows you have it. Some warriors have been so accepting of their westernized socialization that makes them makes them need to consistently be seen and heard. That is virtually impossible for them to keep a secret. If you always want to be seen and want to be loud, you can't keep no secret. 
Secrets win and lose wars. I repeat, secrets win and lose wars. Unbeknownst to some of us, attention is not what African warrior scholars need. In fact, if the truth be told, in this reality, this is the last thing that serious warrior scholars need. Guerrilla wars, warriors thrive on the secrecy that camouflage quietly gives. An Ethiopian proverb says that confiding a secret to an unworthy person is like carrying grain in a bag with a hole. We have to know who we're talking to and when not to talk, no matter who we're conversing with. Armies of righteous soldiers are required for, for wars that return people's peace and bring order to the world. Such armies have to be built they do not magically appear and recruits are not summoned in the public. Our position must not remain a public spectacle. Our position must not remain a public spectacle. Affirm, I do not seek out attention from unworthy persons. Affirm, I do not seek out attention from unworthy persons. Brothers and sisters, the Inye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. Um, in fact, uh, Baba Baruti is going to do a uh, workshop on Inye Sesim. I've got to get that information for you. It's, it's um, I think, four weeks. Each Wednesday night, four weeks. The Inye Sesim. I am going to be a part of that. The Inye Sesim. Yeah. Yeah, Brother Roger Moore. Uh, Roger Mosley died uh, yesterday, but he was, he was in a car crash. He was in a car crash on the 4th. He's 80, 82 years old. You know? Oh, man. And of course, he's mostly remembered, remembered for his uh, television on Magnum P.I. He was a helicopter operator. In fact, he went and got a helicopter's license. He actually flew the helicopter. Got a helicopter's license. T.C. He was T.C. Didn't watch it. I didn't watch Magnum P.I. He was born in L.A. in 1938 and raised by his mother, Eloise Mosley. Grew up in Imperial Garden Public Housing in Watts. He went to high school at Jordan High School. And his career, you know, uh, I remember a few uh, things that Brother Mosley did. And like I said, Ledbetter was on TV. I remember that, 1976, started as um, the biographical I mean, the, by the musician. And as it was Gordon Parks who produced it and directed it. Brother Gordon Parks. You know, and uh, Ledbetter. Yeah, the musician. Mosley also appeared um, as he has, as a helicopter pilot, Theodore Calvin TC, who operates his own tourist uh, charter system. He appeared in a series of five Las Vegas. Uh, no, no, no. Read that. 
Some of the movies he appeared in, Hitman in 72, Sweet Jesus, Preachman in uh, 73, Dark Town Strutters, and the River Niger. I remember the River Niger in 76. But my, you know, and I also remember the greatest. He, he was Sonny Liston. So two of them I remember deeply, which is the greatest as he has Sonny Liston and the Mac. You know, the Mac is one of my favorite movies. In fact, me and my daughter, we know dialogue, you know. And of course, that was the thing about uh, trying to get the drug dealers off the streets and the pimps off the streets. And he said he had to come down hard on the man and on those who are violating the community. That's what that piece was, that quote in, in, in that I lost. But you see him, he had the red, black, and green skull cap on. And if you remember the movie, the, uh, Max Trillium comes in to where he has a rally, present, doing the presentation and so forth. And then they come together. And of course, you know, he's upset with Max Trillium. Because Max Julian don't want to, you know, be a revolutionary. He want to be a pimp <laughs> and a drug dealer. And so they they have odds. And of course, um, Max Julian brought death to the family. His mother was killed. His mother was murdered. You know. And what's funny about that portion of the Mac uh, was that he's reminiscing about the barrel of his mother and he kind of uh, thinks about going into the church and the preacher's preaching and so I saw in Milwaukee a brother used to be a firefighter Reverend John McVicker and his church Christ the King Max Julian was a guest in his church and um, in fact I had to call my daughter man because <laughs> what was funny about it was uh Reverend McVicker was sounding just like the preacher. And the boy didn't know where he was going. You know, he was going to a den of thieves and, and iniquities, but he didn't know where he was going. You know, and it sounded like that. It was tripping me out, man. It really was. <laughs> Next, Julian. And he looked the same. Same hair, hair, you know, but it was just gray. You know, he had a jacket on, some pants, visiting the church. That was so cool. But, um, yeah. So this, I wish I, wait a minute, man. I think I got a little bit more here about uh, Brother Mosley. Yeah. Roger Mosley. Yeah. Passed away at 83. Man, he looks good. Best known as the helicopter pilot, T.C., in the CBS series Magnum P.I., he died on Sunday morning. The cause of death was given as a car accident that he had a few days before. Mosley, in fact, they said, another piece that I read, that he was paralyzed, you know, uh, neck down. Mosley was original, Magnum P.I., for eight years, appearing in 158 episodes and back to reboot, and, and then came back on the reboot series. You know, born in L.A., he lived in Watts and attended Jordan High School. In addition, he appeared on television, Love Boat, and all these other television programs, Kung Fu, Kojak, that Rockford Files, Life and Times of Grizzly Adams, Starsky, Starsky and Hutch, you take, 
the kids, Night Court, all of them. His film credits include The Mac, Hitman, Sweet Jesus, Preacher Man, Dark Town Struthers, and the River Niger, and of course, the film The Greatest, Sonny Liston, Semi Tough, Heart Condition, The Thin Line Between Love and Hate, you know, was with Mark Lawrence. He had three children, survived by three children. So, yeah. Roger Mosley. The Mac. Yes, I remember. Good brother. Good brother. So this is um, once again Black August, and if you haven't done it, you can go to Facebook. Facebook dot com forward slash Black August or forward slash hashtag forward slash Black August, whichever way you do. And there you will have an array of information and stuff that you can, you know, look at and plays and so forth on Black August. Yep. So, a lot of good stuff happens on Black August. So, yeah, last night, I was watching um, this program of streaming and the program was about can you you know eliminate racism of course the answer is no because as long as Caucasian people are here you're going to have racism some argue as long as you're on the planet I let me say this because they're going to be who they are I am not interested in changing them. I'm deeply interested in changing us. I'm deeply interested in Pan-Africanism, cultural nationalism, independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty. Sovereignty means, let me pull out what Baba Baruti and him wrote many years, some quite some years ago that I have, what sovereignty is. No, because a lot of times I have to be refresh us as a as a people to what sovereignty is. You know, we we uh, kind of forget. You know, yeah, let me see. Where is that at? Amos Wilson got some Amos Wilson for you. <laughs> I'm trying to look for it, yeah, and I, I, I can't believe I don't have it, and I can't believe it's not on this desk. What does that mean? Black people's make up. Oh, Black people's matrix. Got to call our good friend. Let's see if we can get him on, on the program again. The Black people's matrix, brother Franklin Jones. course called brother Bruce Bridges and we're capturing the African mind and a couple weeks ago that was a good program that we had you know
sovereignty. Okay. Da -da 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 -da. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, if I want it, I'll get it. I'll find it. The successful outcome of any nationalist movement is sovereignty for the people. Being sovereign means, being sovereign means having the absolute control over the life of the nation. Right now, as always, for African people, sovereignty is measured by how intelligently, independently, and powerfully we control our resources, our story, our culture, our time and space, and our destiny. It is to have the power within the nation to control our lives and to control them in our best interest, regardless of opposition from outside of us. Accordingly, being sovereign has to mean that there is no one beyond us who makes any decisions about how we rule ourselves, how we live, what we believe, how we deal with enemies, whether aliens or traitors how we visualize our future and communicate and express that vision. It means that we are completely and consciously self-defining, self-determining, self-empowered, and self-respecting. And since no nation has ever raised to power and stayed there without holding their own tradition sacred, sovereignty necessarily means that we know, respect, protect, and extend in time through every coming generation who we are has a direct reflection of our ancestors. Sovereignty is our ultimate goal. Sovereignty is our ultimate goal. That's right. Sovereignty is our ultimate goal. To be a sovereign people. We've been that. It's not like we haven't been that. We've been that. It's been a long time. And we've had to deal with some very evil people. And now everybody is against us. We have no friends. We were the first humans. We brought knowledge to the world. We traveled. We traveled. And we didn't come as conquerors. We didn't come displacing people's culture. We enhanced it. That's why to me, what the Europeans have done has been, what they have done has been the most deeply disrespectful, hurtful thing on the planet causing all of this chaos so to answer the question can you eliminate racism hell no and ironically it, it, um, the program was um, in London at a, a public school it stated uh, but it's like a private school they got little vests I mean, they got little blazers on and you know all of them uniformed and so forth and and so they they did these little um, focus groups. So first they just they separate. You know they, the, the the classroom the, the school itself is very diverse. The school is diverse. They have an, an X number of 
of American, no, excuse me, X number of Africans, X number of Indians, Asians, and, and Caucasians. I think half are Caucasians and the other half of people, quote, people of color, you know. And I must admit, by watching it, I was, you know, brought me back to when I was doing programs back in Milwaukee on my off days as a firefighter. Had a, a DVD on racism and, and so forth that I used to show the young people um, of how this is so deeply ingrained in our mind. Even we have a preference for white. We know whites have a preference for white. <laughs> you know, because they created a system they created racism, which is a system of defamation, denial, and destruction of a people's culture and right to freedom based primarily on a false concept. Race is not a real concept. It is real as a social construct. It is not real biologically. It is not real biologically. Uh, when you look at human DNA that is shared by basically every human that has lived and who's living and who will live and in the 90s, 90 percentile, some say 99 some percent, I don't know, I don't think that, that because there are, there are some differences. And yet, and yet we believe that that it can it can be changed. No, it cannot. Because the European, the Caucasian in his evolutionary development developed a, 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 a survival genetic Neanderthal. Africans have no Neanderthal DNA. There are many other cultures aside from Caucasians that have Neanderthal DNA. Now, me, you know, my father, who I did not know, but who I've seen pictures of, very, I mean, the dude looked like he could have been cocky. Looked like he could have passed, but apparently he had affection for for chocolate because he had my, he was dealing with my mama, you know. And he, he was an entertainer and he did the circuit. He's in Chicago. Had, uh, he was a ventriloquist. He had a black dummy named Jojo, you know. And of course, being light-skinned and wavy hair, I'm quite sure he attracted a number of sisters you know and envied by a number of brothers unfortunately foolishly you know and so some of that DNA could be in me I don't know but let me just say this just like Malcolm said I reject I reject that because you know my Malcolm's mother was you know very light skinned on a Trinidad I think she was Trinidadian no, she's from the Caribbean. I want to say Trinidadian. But anyway, so I reject the racist blood. I reject it. And and for me, it is not where whether we are light skinned or dark skinned. You know. I'm gonna talk further on that. We're gonna take a break. And um once again, play a little. Rashan Roland Kurt for you. 
sign moving curve. Okay, family. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network. Time for an awakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us for more information. And join this conversation at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting, or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. And one of the pleasures of being on this show is, is being with people that I've known and worked with for a long time. And this one, I'm really, really happy to introduce the black master of black classical music. Rasan Roland Kirk. Yes, indeed.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Rashawn, Roland Kirk, we're going to talk about him in a minute. Let me just give these announcements because um, this is what I do. <laughs> African Perspectives, we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then, of course, on Tuesdays, Black reality think tank from with Dr. William Rogers from 8 to 10 on Tuesdays and then on Fridays at 8 p.m. time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard and then on Saturday from 7 to 9 p.m. Sankofa Elders Council and then on Sunday once again time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard and the number to call is 215-490-9832 215-490-9832 Rashawn Roland Kurt uh, his former name was Ronald Theodore Kurt they should just call him Roland Kurt and a jazz multi-instrumentalist Play tenor, sax, flute, and all at the same time. Blind? I don't know. I'm trying. To, I was trying to read this. Find out if he was blind at birth, you know. But let me just quickly say this, because I saw Rashawn Roland Kirk perform uh, when I came back from living in Northwark, Virginia, for a minute. It's like '73, '74, something around there, and um, my first. Wife, my 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 oldest daughter's mother, her uncle, my daughter's uncle, was a jazz musician. Actually, he was just really a musician. He was a saxophone player, but he played a lot of jazz because, you know, that's what you have to learn. That's that's the root. And he loved Cannonball Adderley. Cannonball Adderley, of course, Nat Adderley's brother, and uh, all the other saxophone players, of course, Coltrane. So I learned about all of these people. If I had not been involved with her, I wouldn't have learned. I wouldn't have known. I'm so blessed at that fact. And 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 when I came back, even more blessed that this this nightclub called Teddy's on the East Side was having jazz artists come in. I seen Charlie Mingus on bass. In fact, on that last number, you had McCoy Tyner on piano in. Stanley Clark on bass, which of course, when I say something about jazz and bass, I automatically have a flow of Ron Carter on bass. If you're listening to me out there, you know what I'm talking about. Ron Carter on bass. Because Ron Carter just, but I mean, there's other good bass players too, but man, somehow, Ron Carter on bass just has a natural flow. Stanley Clark, and Stanley Clark is outstanding. And of course, there's other good bass players. In fact, um, there's a piece that, I, in fact, Brother Ralph mentioned, because I, I, there, there was a piece with um, good bass players, and uh, he mentioned um, one of the brothers Johnson, Lewis Johnson, who was a bass player, and then I mentioned Stanley Clark as a good bass player, but to me, the ultimate is Ron Carter on bass. Anyway, so. Um, Esther Phillips the baby Esther Phillips Eddie Harris uh, oh man brother 
a, a, a Stanley Turn team. Stanley Turn team. So now, you know what, brothers and sisters, I got to start taking this game. I got to start remembering to take this shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Freddie Hubbard on trumpet. One of the things that was really funny, I think I mentioned this before when I talked about this, uh, I was watching Eddie Harris, because I've seen Eddie Harris a number of times. Loved Eddie Harris, you know. And and so uh, Eddie Harris was doing this thing. And, oh, Roy Ayers before he went commercial. Oh, man, Roy Ayers concert just blew me away. On the xylophone, man, Roy Ayers. Man, Roy Ayers. So I saw these greats, man, you know, really blessed. I don't know what the cost was, maybe $10, $15 at the time. It's talking about early 70s. But Eddie, Eddie Harris, uh, Jose Feliciano was in the audience. And, of course, he's blind, brother, blind brother. He's in the audience, and uh, he is um, going to be appearing at the Performing Arts Center in Milwaukee. But he's, you know, you know on the show at Eddie Harris Jazz Nightclub. And so <laughs> Jose gets up and does it. He invites me, gets up and does a, a scat. You know, he does a scat. And then the lady that he was with, she gets up and she does a scat. And so Eddie Harrison says, yeah, Jose Feliciano will be appearing at the Performing Arts Center tomorrow night. Da, 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 da. And somebody in the audience says, well, where will the lady be, preparing, be appearing? And Eddie Harris said, in his bedroom in about another hour or so. <laughs> She'll be appearing in his bedroom. Anyway, uh, yeah. Rashawn Roland Kurt would say things, you know, say some funny stuff. I mean, he was very entertaining, aside from playing five instruments at the same time, three saxophones in his mouth, uh, maybe a flute or a clarinet up his nose, you know, and then he might even, if he had another hand, start jingling some. I mean, Rashawn Roland Kurt was phenomenal. Phenomenal. I am so blessed that I had a opportunity to see him because he made his transition he was born August 7 yesterday in 1935 and made his transition December 5th 1977 simultaneously playing all these instruments he was born in Columbus Ohio where he lived in a neighborhood known as Flytown he became blind at age 2 which he said was a result of improper medical treatment as a teenager, Kurt studied at the Ohio School for the Blind. By age of 15, he was on the road playing rhythm and blues on weekends with Bob, with Boyd Moore's band. According to saxophonist Hank Crawford, he would be like this 14-year-old blind kid playing two horns at once. They would bring him out, and he would be tear up the joint. They would bring him, he would just tear up the joint. Crawford heard him during his period and said he was unbelievable. He remarked now they had to have him doing all kinds of goofy stuff but he was playing two horns and he was playing the shit out of them. He was an original from the beginning. Rashawn Roland Kurt felt compelled by a dream to transpose two letters in his first name to make Roland. In 1970 Kurt added Rashawn to his name after hearing it in a dream. He's the one. Bring this up. 
our shine. Kirk was politically outspoken during his concerts. I'll say, because when he was in Milwaukee, he was adamant about these folks messing up the music. Oh, it was, he went on a, on a serious rant. Between songs, he often talked about topics, issues, including American African history, the movement, the rights movement. His monologues were often laced with satire, abrasive humor. According to comedian Jay Leno, when Leno toured with Kirk on Kirk's opening act, Jay Leno? <laughs> Kirk would introduce him by saying, I want to introduce a young brother who knows the black experience and knows all about the white devils. <laughs> Welcome to Jay Leno. <laughs> uh, I wish I'd have read this before. <laughs> this is <laughs> Welcome to Jay Leno. In 75, Kurt had a major stroke which led to partial paralysis on one side of his body. He continued to perform and record, modifying his instruments to enable him to play with one arm. At a live performance at Ronnie Scott's Jazz Club in London, he even managed to play two instruments and carry on to tour internationally and to appear on television. He died from a second stroke in 77 at age 42. The morning after performing in, in the Indian Room, Indiana University Student Union in Bloomington, Indiana, Rashad Roland Kirk. Great music, great. Just, I mean, if you can pull him up in YouTube, please do. Pull him up in YouTube, Rashawn, Roland Kirk. Yeah, family. <laughs> I tell you, that's that's some funny stuff. Uh, before I go off in into um, what I'm talking about here, and please join the conversation talking about. It, can you can can racism be eliminated? <laughs> Hell no, especially because of the people who have created it. Uh, uh, Mama Nabantu, Mama Nabantu, are you? Yeah. Doing? Hey dear, how you doing? Listen, uh, let's. Talk, yeah. Uh, I got as soon as I get off the the program, I got running around to do seriously. But I want to talk to you. Uh, the reason why I'm talking to you on air because what I want to do is talk with, uh, have me, you, and once again, talk with Brother Moses West about earmarking some money donated to the uh, Moses West Foundation for Africa. Well, I just spoke with Dr. Uwa a little while ago, Dr. Uwa Osamiri. She wants to get in touch with them. She's willing to raise the money. And um, she wants them to come on her show uh, to interview him. Um, Outstanding. a large... Uh, African uh, audience and she said the women will make it happen. Those men, all they want is money and you know, they're corrupt, but the women right. is going to make this happen. All right. Well, listen, has, uh, he, that's his thing. He don't yeah. want money. He wants to do it. I, I, I detect well, that kind of sincerity even though he's been trained by the military, which is unfortunate, but, he, but his heart is in the right place, I believe. You know? Okay. See? Okay. So I, I believe we can make that happen. So yeah. Do you have his number, or did you go online to the no, Moses was, Wright Foundation? I was, just, I, I was going. Well, I'm. I, it's interesting. I was looking up his foundation as you were talking. Okay. Um, to see if I can find an email or something where I can send him to let him know that um, these women are willing to raise the money because they, she wants to have one in 
in North Nigeria and one in Eastern Nigeria. Okay. So, you know, and Nigeria will definitely be on the map for having water. They need water so desperately in these areas. Listen, the world needs water. Yeah. I remember remember when I went to... um, to Trinidad for, for Monte, you know, there's three places that are huge for Monte Gras, New Orleans, uh, for, or, or Carnival, New Orleans, mm. Rio, and Trinidad. Although Mobile is mm. the first here in the States, but I've been blessed to go to all three places. And Trinidad oh, wow. was deep. Trinidad, um, the, the Carnival was participatory. But they had a song out at the time, People Needing Water. People Wanting Water. What? Oh. <laughs> Never forget it. Mm. You know, it just stayed in my mind. And that was, what, about 15 years ago. But anyway, mm. um, I'm definitely will help facilitate that with you, okay? Okay. He, he's. Um, I talked to Raina, and she said he's in our network, the Black Sustainability uh, Inc. He's in the network okay. already. Right on. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Didn't know it. So. Um, I mean, his information is all in our network. I haven't checked it out yet, but um, we definitely need to get him on her show. And uh, she she was super excited when she heard what I what I learned from him on your show. Outstanding. So, um, stay ready. All right. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. All right, Mama right. Nabonte. You just hang on in there, dear. All right. I'll be. Okay, Mama Nabantu, um with the Pan African Federalist Movement. And uh, she talked to her sister, and they're going to try to do something in Nigeria. And let's make it happen, family. Let's make it happen. Um, getting back to the conversation we started before the break, uh, can racism be eliminated? Now, understand something, brothers and sisters. The program that I watched last night, on, on, on I, have, I got streaming. I got Hulu and all that kind of streaming stuff. So I believe it was on a Hulu channel. But anyway, um, it was two segments. In the first segment, of course, that introduction to what they want to do, how they want to do it, you know, and uh, they separated the, the kids initially. The Caucasians went one way and, you know, and one Caucasian was emotional about it, started crying because he's been raised from the very beginning in, in, in England and Britain to um uh, to not deal with race, basically, is what it is, you know, to not deal with it. And, and so, um, the fact of the matter is, you know, when people talk about wanting to be colorblind, okay, Brother Research West, once again, thank you, dear brother. Appreciate you, man. No doubt. I'll, I'll forward that information along, too. Um, is that Europeans, as I was saying in the first in the first half of the program, in their evolutionary development, they are the, one of the last humans to develop. When Africans left out of Africa to and migrated, and what they did, and that's why race is not a real concept. There's only one race, the human race, of which African people are the fathers and mothers of. And what makes human beings different is the ability to adapt to the environments that they migrate into. Either you adapt or you, that's right, die. 
you know. So there's going to be changes in your, just like the, the eyes that are slanted on a lot of Asian people, particularly Chinese and Japanese. Why are their eyes slanted? Well, when we migrated out of Africa, on higher elevations, you know, cold, losing a lot of melanin in our skin, you know. And what happens when the snow falls? The next day is sunny. The glare off that snow causes you to do what? Exactly. Squint. Okay? And so when you're staying in that environment of time, that becomes a natural adaptation for you in your survival. I I don't make this shit up. (laughs) I don't make up anything. (laughs) I, I read stuff and I say, well, that sounds plausible to me. And if it doesn't, hey, and you got something better, hey, Give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. It's just like the people in what is called Australia, the, the people who are the natural inhabitants. Before the British came in and took it over and eliminated them. Good movie to watch on that, man, is Quickly Down Under. Quickly Down Under. How they would run in the, um, those brothers and sisters off cliffs shooting them. In fact, uh, Tom Selleck, Magnum P.I., Tom Selleck was hired because he was a uh, marksman, sharpshooter, and he was hired to kill the, the, the indigenous people of Australia. You know, in the movie. It's a good movie to watch on that issue. You know. But how do they look? They don't look like the Africans on Eastern Africans, Southern Africans, even Western Africans. They're dark-skinned, they're heavy-set. They have stringy hair. Still, they had the, the, the nose, the lips, and the melanated skin because the environment there, at night, it is cool and cold. So they needed the hair to help insulate them. The body fat to keep them warm. But during the day, when it's hot and arid, they needed the melanin on their skin so they wouldn't get skin cancer. Ability to adapt to environments. Caucasians, trapped by ice age, didn't get very much sunlight, very little sunlight anyway. Causing their skin to demelanate. Hair long and stringy. Especially it has to, it has to cover the back of your neck because why? Your heart pumps. And blood has to get to What? Your brain. If blood don't get to your brain, you will die. Go crazy. So, and it passes through what? Your spinal cord, which is your neck. A very small area. And if it's not covered in that kind of environment, it will prevent blood from getting to your brain. That's why they got stringy hair and hair all over and stocky body style and, 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 and hair, you know. Survival. Survival. So when the Europeans started to develop in Europe, body style started to change no longer, you know, because in fact what happened there was we came into Europe again. Now, I, 
if somebody can prove to me that the Neanderthals developed independently of Africans, my contention is they were Africans coming into Europe and developed that DNA, that Neanderthal DNA out of the survival. Somebody can prove something different. I know me and um, Franklin Jones, you know, because I mean, if that's the case, that if, you know, uh, uh, just like um, those who believe in creation, those who believe in God, then, then that God created some people in Australia separately from, so there was no migration. Just people, just God created people where they are and they grew up where they are. No, that's not how it happened. No. No. It happened over eons of time, thousands of years of adaptation of changing environments. And so the environment changes again, but we come up into there and we deal with the Neanderthals. That's why Caucasians to this day still have and some other people still have Neanderthal DNA, very small portions. But they don't look like the Neanderthals. Do you know they, they look like Homo sapiens sapiens, which what we were as human evolution development, bam, Homo sapiens sapiens. And then we mix with them and our DNA overruled that Neanderthal DNA and they became just like other humans. But there's something about them, something about them in their humanity, human development, because of the environment, their very harsh environment, unyielding. So it doesn't afford to have the kind of mindset of giving, loving, nurturing. It's a very hardcore mindset that's developed that you are evil, selfish, greedy. Look how they treated women. Look how they treated their their woman. In Africa, a woman be like, you know, you can't treat me like this. I bump you. I'm taking the kids and going down the road. There's a a, a nice uh, a, a group of people down the road to hell with you. You ain't gonna be disrespecting me. You better get out of here with that. But the woman up there had to acquiesce. It's cold out there. It's dark out there. It's animals out there. So he bopped her upside the head as they did in a lot of animations. Bop her upside the head, drag her into the cave and just do her. She had no no say. Understand the disrespect that women have shown consistently in Western society. In fact, that's one of the things that they did not understand when the Greeks came into Kemet, how women were treated, how women were equals, how there was a complementarity between men and women that they didn't have. Women were alienated, ostracized. Women went to the island of Lesbo. They were not allowed to watch the men during those so-called first human Olympics that they had when they were fighting each other naked. And then, of course, you see the homosexuality. The island of Lesbo, lesbians. Statues of men with other men. Even pedophilia, statues of men with boys. 
That's why we do not and should not use the word mentor. In the Iliad, the Odyssey, Homer, Iliad Odyssey, Odysseus, Ulysses, gives his son, Telemachus, over to Mentor. This man named Mentor to watch over him while he's gone to the Trojan Wars or whatever the hell he went to. And he abused him sexually. That's why we should not use the word mentor. We do all the time. Some are, 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 are coming to the understanding of the word jagna. In plural, jagnak. The word jagna. I know uh, in the men's group, uh, I tried to push that in there. And I know they were trying, trying. I'm not sure where they are with that. Because somebody could still come in and say, yeah, this is a mentoring group. No, we want to be jagnocks. We want to be jagnas. We want to be jagnocks. Jagnas. You know. So, in that human development, these people, we taught them. They came and sat at our feet. The disciplines of knowledge of science and math and architecture and music and writing and law and religion, you name it. We did it. Taught them. In fact, if you know the history, when Socrates, who sat at the feet of Africans, and so-called, they call them the mystery schools. Anytime you hear some stuff coming uh, out of Africa, out of Kemet, and and they say it's this, look deeper because it, it probably is the Europeans definition. That's one problem that we have. We go by Europeans' definitions. Yeah, I just saw a good piece that Baba Baruti sent on that. That's outstanding. European definitions. You know. And and, and so and so these Europeans developed the selfishness and greediness from that human development and yet we taught them they sat at our feet Socrates goes back and tries to talk to the the Greeks and they say what are you bringing these foreign concepts and language and stuff and made him drink hemlock made him drink poison Plato and Aristotle they lay in the cut for many decades Plato comes back and becomes this great philosopher. Aristotle, in, in, in fact, as a mean, if you've been watching Facebook, if you're on Facebook, there's a, a one that comes out of talking about uh, Aristotle. Uh, in Alexander, the so-called Greeks' time, they did not burn the books at the Library of Alexandria but they sent the manuscripts and all the papyri to Greece and have Aristotle change them. That's how all these Greeks, Thalines and all these Pythagoras became fathers of this and fathers of that, Hippocrates, the father of medicine, you know, the Hippocratic Oath, you know, because of plagiarism, theft, theft of African greatness. So we taught them. Then, Centuries later, 
fall of Rome. They're more like ass, greedy ass, fall of Rome. They go into a dark age, a medieval age. No knowledge happening in Europe. The feudal age, you know. And then um, Islam swept through North Africa. So some Africans, dark-skinned, melanated Africans who called themselves Moors, or either they were called Moors, or I believe they were called Moors. They don't think they're called. But anyway, they're now in the western part of Asia because Europe is not a continent, y'all. Y'all know that. Europe is not a continent. What they call Europe is the western part of Asia, Spain and Portugal. So they're occupying that and they're bringing knowledge because Europe was in a dark age. They taught them how to get them damn animals out the castle and put them in a corral. They taught them how to bathe and wash and so forth, algebra, music, all kinds of stuff. They taught them again. But one thing that you could not teach them son of a bitches was humility and civilly uh, to be civil. That's why they never brought civilization anywhere because they're not civil. They're mean. They're evil. They're liars. They're supplanters. Are there some good Caucasian people? I ain't going to debate that. I ain't going to argue that. That's, that's I ain't talking about the Caucasian individual. I'm talking about the Caucasian collective that has benefited from the disaster that they created on this planet of division and causing many people to hate melanated skin. Causing the people who have melanated skin to hate themselves. The program last night, I was talking about this one little girl, her father is Sri Lankan, and if you know Sri Lanka, the people are deeply melanated on the island of Sri Lanka. Many Indians, because of also too, because of the African influence on India. Since I just said that, reminded me of, of uh, Imam Murab D. Muhammad of the Nation of Islam when he took over and brought uh, the Nation of Islam to uh, Orthodox Islam, but of course, Minister Farrakhan brought it back to um, to the Nation of Islam once he got in because the um, group that Imam Wurfdi Muhammad led, they began to practice. And he wrote a book though, and there's a, t- there's a chapter in that book that I will never forget this title. The Roots of Aryan White Racism and Diabolical Consciousness. The Roots of Aryan white racism and diabolical consciousness man basically talking about how the Dravidians were transplanted that you had these people coming out of the Caucasus mountains coming into India and studying them and saying what what do they believe and making and then developing in the religion of Hinduism and of course with the religion of Hinduism they developed what the caste system the lighter you are, the better you are, the dark you are, the more shunned you are, you're, dis- you're despised, you're untouchable. So, no, racism cannot 
you know. No, you can't do it. Yeah. Get, get, um, if you want to join this conversation, you know, we got a number of people, a number of people in the queue. Hit star twice. If you got a, comment, a question or a comment or a concern, hit star twice. So we can get a little dialogue. 404, good afternoon. Research. Hey, Yuhuru, my brother. Yuhuru, Research West, ladies and gentlemen. My good brother, Research West. How you doing today, man? Yes, sir. All right. I'm still learning, man. Good class. You you teaching today, man. But look at here, man. To follow up what you were talking about Friday, about uh, Watch Stacks, man. I uh-huh. saw that live at the drive-in theater, man. That was beautiful. Man. Wasn't it, man? Wasn't I it? ain't lying. I did. I, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That I did, too. way black, man. Yeah. That took me way black, man. Yeah, and, I saw. And, I just said the drive saw the theater too, but when it came out, and 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 because mm-hmm. at the time that it came out, Richard Pryor was hot, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I saw him too at the drive-in. Yeah, and so you know anything with Richard Pryor in it, man, I'm 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 gonna go see it, man. I, you know, yeah. I yeah. fell so, in love. Hey, with, hey. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of Richard Pryor, did you see that movie Grease Lightning, man? When yeah, he played, yeah, uh, Wendell Scott. He played Wendell Scott. Yeah, they filmed that right here. Yeah, they filmed that right here, man. Oh, they did they? Jackson and, yeah, Julia Bond. Okay. I saw that the other day, man. They filmed that right here, man. Oh, yeah, well, you know, here in Atlanta, man, Atlanta's the Hollywood of the South. A lot of stuff. And Fram Grill. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good move, man. But uh, hey, hey, to follow up what you say, what Franklin Jones at, man? Ever since he had that meltdown with my man Paul, man, I ain't heard nothing from him. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, Franklin Jones that has been party, on. Man. Yeah, Franklin Jones has been <laughs> on, man. Both of those brothers, they are, they're, they're cool. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, man. In fact, I'm going to get yeah. him. I'm going to try to get him on this week, if not this week, next week. You know, uh, in fact, next week is my last week, and I'll be going to Hartford, Connecticut, for our, our convention, that's another thing that happened in August, in Black August, is the formation of the Black Firefighters um, Association, which helped a lot of us come on the job. And, and I'll be talking about that, too, coming on the fire department, Black August. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> Franklin Jones, man. <laughs> Good yeah, morning. right. Hey, hey, hey. I'm glad you, you learned about the words, man, them trick words that the Europeans are using on us, man. No, a lot of them, a lot of trick words they use to put spells on us, man. A yeah. lot of them, bro. I'm learning. So I'm well, changing my vocabulary up, man. Well, listen, I, one of the uh, things uh, is that the, the vocabulary, the, the diction is there. It is theirs. That's why there's yeah. so many words that have multiple meanings. But what we have done yeah. uh, uh, since we've been in this madness is some words we flip, just like slang words in terms mm-hmm. like you know okay uh you know if, if, if it's just straight up caucasians the word cold means it's cold outside something freezing something something cold well for yeah. us you know looking at something that's cool say, oh man that's cold oh you know or something mm-hmm. cool you know so we we, yeah. we we have flipped a lot of words you know and, and yep. flipped the meaning of a lot of words because of, of how we deal with one another you know so, yeah, that's yeah. how to walk, man. Take what the enemy gives you and use right. it to your advantage, man. Yep. And we at walk. I love it, man. And, and, and like you said about your father, man, mm-hmm. a ventriloquist dummy. There's a lot of Negroes walking around ventriloquist dummy, man. That looking <laughs> black with a white hand up their back, man. There's a lot of them, bro. <laughs> you're right about that, Research West. They're, you're right. They're puppets, man. They're, they're, they're black. Yes, sir, man. But they're being 
you know, the Caucasian is helping to move their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, right. okay. <laughs> and they've been found out too, man. They've been found out. Oh, right? definitely. And, so, and, uh, they, and, and they should be, and they should be exposed. We need to expose those who I consider traitors to our cause. And what is our cause? Our cause is to be self-determining. Our cause is to be independent. Our cause is to be liberated. Our cause is to be sovereign. When our people came here, they didn't, after they got out, they didn't want to, they knew how evil the son of a bitch was. They knew what they'd done to us. We don't want to be with them. In fact, the main thing Ooh. that 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 uh, we said to to the cracker, then we just want to be left alone. Don't discriminate us. Yes, Let sir. us give us some land. Leave us alone. Let us till that land and work that land. Uh, feed each other. Feed for develop food for each other and so forth. I mean, we just want to be left alone. But no, the cracker is evil, selfish, and yep. greedy. And so whenever there was a community of us and that community started to be successful and striving, the cracker came in, vamped on it, and destroyed it. He destroyed Yes, sir. That's why, hey, wood. That's why I'm glad I found me a jet black, crystal black woman. I found them trying to get her right where she where she will change her hairstyle, get an all natural afro, man. All That's right. what I'm working on now, man. Yeah, Jet well. black crystal down there, down there blue black. Roll, right all on. that metal. Well, hey, right yes, on, sir. my brother. Right on. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm yes, gonna mute myself, man. Let somebody else. All talk. right, my brother. Thanks a lot, Wes. Peace. Peace. Brother Research Wes. Nine one nine, nine one nine. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Brother Oshi. Good afternoon, Hotel. Hotel. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Good. I have a question because I'm not quite sure, but didn't like watch stacks uh, precipitate the fall of stacks? Oh wow, that's a good man. That's deep. That's a deep question. Um, I wouldn't say that because. Uh, Wattstack happened in 72 and all those people were still going pretty strong after that. You know, particularly Isaac Hayes and some more came on. Isaac Hayes, Luther Ingram, the Barkays, you know, uh, still going strong. Carla Thomas, Rufus Thomas, you know. So I I don't think, I, I think what Wattstack did was um, highlighted nationwide, you know, the performers out of stack records. That's what I think it did. You know, I don't yeah, think it, it did that, but I, I'm trying to remember because I saw a documentary on stacks. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. How, yes. How the, how the label stacks, mm-hmm. you know, kind of folded, you know, I think what, what stacks did made them a target. That could be made them a target. Okay. I could see that. I could see that. But I don't think. somebody else knows more about that. Yeah, if somebody does and they're listening, please give us a call. But, I, you know, what I know uh, is, and I've been to um, Memphis a couple years ago. Uh, Went to Memphis and um, me and Brother Kwaku went to Memphis and and went through Stack uh, Museum, went to the museum at that theater there, Stack Records, where they used to, you know, where, 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 um, they pumped out all that music, you know. They got Isaac Hayes' Cadillac. I think it's an El Dorado. <laughs> you know, a lot of the stuff they had there. But, um, yeah, yeah. And, and that, you know, this the, the record industry, which is really deep because of how 
the record industry has manipulated and caused many artists who are really good and produce good music and think and you would think that uh, these particular artists um, would be wealthy and some of them would just you know as far as I can remember 45 cost about a dollar I'm quite sure in today's world 45 they don't have them no more but probably in today's world it'd be like five dollars you know but a five dollar a dollar and out of that dollar, the person who made that, if the the record label got a decent percentage, the producer got a decent percentage, the distributor got it, and the performer got a very small percentage. It is the performer is why the record is out there and being bought. It's not being bought because of the producer. It's not being bought by the distributor. It's bought because of the performer. You know? And so the record industry has always been, you know, did you ever check out uh, um, the one with uh, Beyonce playing Etta James? And my good, I, I love Jeffrey Wright, man. I just think he's an outstanding actor. In fact, I've seen, I seen Shaft, the second Shaft with um, um, Samuel Jackson and Jeffrey Wright. This is the first time I saw Jeffrey Wright. I thought he was a Puerto Rican, you know? Man, but I love mm-hmm. Jeffrey. I thought he's a great actor. But he plays yeah. to to Lakawana a T. Blues. Yep. Oh man, love Lackawanna Blues. Oh, brother, to me that's in the top ten movies of all times for me. Lackawanna Blues. It's number one for me. Is that right? Ain't it great? Yep. Man, that's beautiful. The 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 part that brings tears to my eyes in Lackawanna Blues is when she comes home. And 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 she's still wants to help people and she tells you know uh, uh, Brother Hill who plays uh, her grandson or not her adopted because he was born you know the Puerto Rican lady and and she kind of adopted him but she tells him this is what I do this by helping people this sustains me this motivates me this inspires me to be alive if I don't do this, I'm going to die. You know? And then, Brother and, Oshie, and then he you goes know out. Why that movie, you know why that movie resonates so strongly with you? Why is that, brother? Because you know everybody in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right on. You know? And then at the end, he looks at the community. He looks at the, the blight in the community, what it's what so-called integration has devastated when they had something that was theirs in Buffalo, New York. I know people personally who live there in Buffalo, New York. I know some people who lived at that time there who knew those people because it's a true story. It's William Santiago Hudson's story. Mm-hmm. It is his story and he plays a part in it, you know. But I know people and, and what happened when we give up our community devastated when we try to integrate you know mm-hmm. it's a great story man you're right I do I know those people you know yeah so yeah Lackawanna Blues but yeah you know um, so so yeah Wattstack I love Wattstack I love that movie that documentary and uh, I'm going to be constantly pushing it because that's one thing that happened in Black August it was Sunday 
Now, somebody corrected me that Watts riot, Watts riot started in 65, not 67. I apologize about that. 65, seven years later, seven years later, they have um, the concert uh, in at the Coliseum in Los Angeles on Sunday, uh, August 20th. So I'll be on the 20th. I'll be leaving for Hartford, Connecticut for our Black Firefighters Convention, our 50th anniversary, because we started in 72 as well. And so the 50th anniversary of Wastak, I'll have on the brother who is in the documentary, you know, Brother Gerald Thompson. I'll have him on, and we'll be talking about it, talking about the documentary. And, and to me, like I said, you, you, you remember going to the theater, seeing it, and Wes said he remember going to the drive-in to see it. And, and, of course, something I remember going to the theater to see it as well back in 72. And, and, and loved it ever since and continue to watch uh, it how many what how many principles of the Nguzo Saba does watch stacks and gender hmm. okay well self-determination self-determination yeah, determination. yeah. Work and responsibility, responsibility all of it all of it, mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. bit of it. That's why it was dangerous. Yeah, every bit of it. You know, if you remember the, the, uh, the other piece when uh, uh, Melvin Van Peoples, when he was uh, introducing one of the acts, he said, "This is we're doing this our way. This is our, this is our expression. We don't give a damn what anybody else thinks. This is who we are." That was powerful because that's that's the bottom line. That's why I keep pushing that idea of independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty. Because this is who we are. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I got another caller. Baba, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you, Baba. All right. Hang on in there and listen. Uh, 347-347, good afternoon. Yeah, what's going on, O.C.? What's happening, brother? Hey, hey, Jay, how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I see you reminiscing about some pretty good uh, times and pretty good movies. Oh, yeah, I you am. Know? I've been, oh, man, I just bringing me, constantly bringing me back, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah well, that whole, that whole what that is, you know, that whole music um, constant thing is just amazing when you look back at how those artists were able to perform for the community and give back to the community. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you could do that right now. Nor do you have the type of artistry that would be worth it. I, I mean, I can't, I can't think of anything. I, I mean, I was talking with a brother the other day about um, so-called soul music today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I asked him, who could you name me that could compete with Stevie and the rest of them? I mean, yeah. it's just not there no more. I mean, you well, know. Well, some of the, some of the, the, the earlier, some of, excuse me, some of the later jazz artists and contemporary artists, soul artists, and then, of course, the advent of rap and conscious rap and, of course, gangster rap and into other, uh, 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 groups who wanted to keep the soul genre alive and these young groups you know 
it's it's possible that they could do something in that way to uh, nah, man. They, ain't ain't but, nobody ain't nobody producing the type of work that Stevie produced. Man. No, I, no, you're right I, about I mean, that. I have to laugh. I have to laugh when people talk about uh, Beyonce. Man, I mean she can't she can't hang with no Aretha. She can't hang with no no Sarah Vaughn. She can't even hang with Chaka Khan. You know, I mean, she sure the hell can't hang with Aretha. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's just, yeah. it's just comical to me, you know, when you listen to these cats today talk about music, and then you ask them compare what you listening to with, you know, the seventies and the eighties. Man, right. I mean, come on, you can't can't even compare. You know what I mean? You you basically you don't play games, man. Mm-hmm. I mean that 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 whole era of the nineteen seventies of Stevie Wonder hasn't even been you know repeated by any any artist. I mean he he put the he put out I think it was five or six albums that to this day productivity of those albums has rarely been matched, man. And this was something that he was doing, that he that he produced. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean you 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 can't you can't tell me now there's an artist that could produce that type of in depth. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean I, I I agree with you. I don't you know, know if they could do that but um you know the music of our time, and, and, and me and you are very close in age. I know I'm seventy, so close. And, and, and the the music of our youth and our time is a hell of a lot different than the music that these folks are listening to today. No these young folks, just, I mean, no it is question. very it's sad. It is. It is sad. It's demented. Mm-hmm. It shows. It shows the depravity. And the lack of growth, yeah, that we as a people have caught under the spell of this no good, filthy, stinking white man. I mean, you know, you can't blame him for everything. You have to take some responsibility for your decadence. Yeah. But Lord have mercy, the manner in which He has programmed us exactly to act and behave in the way that we, we do, do. man when you think about it it's my yeah. by the way man it you is. gotta you gotta really give this sinister bastard some form of credit for what he has created because he's he's created a inhuman being you know what i mean really seriously he's really created something that you know you just can't in all honesty recognize mm-hmm. as 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 human with some of the behavior that we that we display. Yeah. You know, I mean you, know. you were just talking about um integrated. You know, if you really want to be honest in society, black people are the only ones who's really trying to integrate with the cracker. Nobody else is really trying to integrate with the cracker in their own way. They're trying to solidify their position I agree and to with compete you. with them. I, 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 I agree with you. We're the only ones. 
I agree with you because even those who immigrate to this country, very few just want to be like the European. They want yeah. to maintain their ethnicity or their nationalism, be it Korean, be it Chinese, be it Mexican, be it whatever. I'll prove it you know? to you. I'll prove it to you right here. I know a woman that came to the United States in the 1970s. Do you know her ass still don't speak English? Now, what the F do that tell you? Yeah. I mean, she may understand English in a sense, but she don't speak She don't speak English. All she do is speak barbarism, and I've known her for over 50 years. And it's just mind-boggling to me, but she's preserved her culture. Mm. I mean, her, her children and everything, they speak English and blah, blah, blah. But when they walk in there in her house, it's be that be that be that ism with her. <laughs> they don't even talk. Well, I mean, they yeah. don't even talk to her, right? In, 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 in English, you know, they may right. let it slip every now and then. And she just, she just give them that look. They're keeping but, their historical you know, and, does, and cultural preserves, traditions alive. It preserves their culture. Exactly, keeping you know their historical I mean? traditions it, alive. It, it, it allows them to communicate with one another. I yeah. mean. With you cultural know, it, privacy. It, it's With cultural privacy. That's why I've said we need to learn Kiswahili so we can have some cultural privacy. So, so even though we will speak English, generally. So they got pig Latin for that, brother. Well, yeah, that's right. They I haven't heard that ube, in so many years. I haven't heard ube, that since I was a teenager. Ube, man. Ube, all that, that, I haven't that, heard that. And know. that came out of the East. <laughs> Pig Latin came out of the yeah. East. Of course, I'm from Milwaukee, and and there were some cats that spoke Pig Latin. I I didn't pick it up as good, you know. But that that we need that. So anyway, yeah, bro, well. I gotta go, man. I gotta go, Jay. I got a bunch well, of stuff I gotta do today. Gotta pick up well, my brother, grandson. So I gotta get enjoy enjoy your day, man. As always, keep on doing what you doing, and you know, hopefully, you'll be on Wednesday. I will. Before you take your too. trip to Connecticut yeah. for the firefighters, y'all yeah. all get together. You yeah. know what I mean? And have yeah. a beautiful time, man. I hope you so, know? my brother. I really do. I know all so. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, Jay. You have a blessed day, too, my friend. You too, my brother. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they shown hell, damn it, don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shimhotep means go in peace. Asante sana means thank you. Bibi Fahodie. Bibi Fahodie means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Peace, family.